Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Break the Cycle with me, your host, Joshua Smith. Hope everyone is having a wonderful Thursday. I think it's Thursday. It is Thursday. I just got done working nine 12-hour shifts in a row, uh, and the fact that I'm still upright is insane to me, uh, but I'm, I'm making it and making do. I'll be at the uh, Minnesota State Libertarian Party convention this weekend. I'm going to head up there sometime tomorrow afternoon, so I'll be there tomorrow night and Saturday all through the day and uh, heading home Sunday. I think it's about a four-and-a-half-hour drive for me up there. Um, so that's going to be fun if you guys are in the area somewhere, anywhere in the Midwest where you can drive there in four hours, come say hi, have a drink, uh, let's hang out. I'm excited to get out and go see some libertarians. And I think Dave Smith's going to be there as well uh, this weekend. So you'll get to see me at both the Smiths. Uh, two Smiths don't make a right. That's what I like to say. Um, so it's going to be fun. So hopefully if you guys are in the area, I'll get to see, I know I'll get to see David Brady tomorrow and some other really cool people, uh, James Gentleman, who's been on the show as well. So very excited for that. Uh, guys, please check out my sponsors. Of course, we have toplopsa.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break the Cycle, where you can get this great Joe Biden wear the mask shirt that you see me wearing tonight, or this awesome pillow that you see on my couch. Uh, that is a custom Break the Cycle logoed pillow, uh, that you can get all that stuff on, uh, at toplopsa.com. Uh, by using BTC at checkout for a 10% discount or join the Patreon, become a member of my subscribe star or become a member of the YouTube channel under all my videos by hitting the join link where you can get into a private discord server uh, with a lot of really great people, by the way, um, including Stefan Kinsella. If you didn't know, he's a supporter and patron of the show uh, and you can get all the top lobsters new gear up to two weeks before it goes to the general public at like a 30% discount. Really great stuff, guys. And of course, executive producers of the show, anthemplanning.com for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently. Seriously, I say it every show, but if you own a business or you're getting into some kind of business or you have, you know, you, you have some kind of business problem, uh, go to anthemplanning.com because I'm telling you, uh, they're, they're wonderful people and, uh, and they know what they're doing. Very, very smart people. Um, so, so see what they can do for you today, man, and tell them that Josh sent you. I'm sure they'll give you some kind of cool discount. Um, guys, we've got a great show for you tonight. I'm very excited. Uh, I've been following this gentleman on, on Twitter for a while. He follows me as well. Uh, I noticed recently that he was talking about the COVID mandates, COVID vaccine mandates, um, and losing his job. And it sounds like there's a lot of people disgruntled at his uh, his job. So uh, we got to talking, and I asked him if he wanted to come on the show and talk about it. He is a video uh, production and editing gentleman uh, who is in the midst of trying to rejob himself uh, to get away from this absolute tyranny. He is Mr. Mike Seymour. Max, sir, how are you doing tonight? Very good. Thank you for having me, man. It's uh, it's an absolute pleasure to be here with you. Yeah, I'm happy to have you on, man. And, and you know what, dude? I have a lot of I have a lot of people on the show, right? Like I think we did uh, between March and March 2021 and 2022, I did 150 shows. Uh, you have you have one of the best setups I've seen so far, man. It sounds good. It looks good. Oh, nice. Yeah, fucking thank thank you, video production yeah. guy. Yeah, you know it pays off actually to do what I'm doing. I guess I do a little <laughs> gaming on the side too, so that's why the lights look nice. Nice, nice, and dude. um. Yeah, and I used to have like a crypto podcast show, which I had no business doing at all, uh, like many moons ago. And then I used to do a cardio and chat where I tricked myself into doing cardio and I would just live stream it on Facebook. Oh, nice. And then that that lasted, you know, not not long enough for sure. Nice. I should probably get back into do, that. Do you do, twi <laughs> do you do Twitch streams and stuff when you're gaming? No, I don't do Twitch streams. I was uh, I was like doing a little Facebook stream and a little bit of YouTube stream, and I, I don't really stream that much. Uh, just play with my uh, with my family, and then sure. we cut some clips. But I haven't even been doing that because I've just been stressing about losing my job. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely, man. You you know it's 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 might be something to look into, man. You get to you get to play video games and get paid on Twitch, dude. You know what I mean? It's kind of cool if you're funny. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a funny guy. I swear, I swear, I'll crack a joke or two. It's I'm, not easy though, man. When when I look at it, I'm like, yeah, that's easy. I'll just start a YouTube channel and and then it'll just grow by itself. And no. it it doesn't work that way. It's very hard, so, dude. Very hard, yeah. and 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 it takes a lot. I mean, you're obviously if you really dug into OBS, you'd probably be able to do some pretty cool Twitch stuff because uh, you know how to do video production, and it's really just like video production on the fly, mostly. Except you're not edit, you're not like cutting and editing. Um, yep. so, so I, 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 I don't doubt that you could probably do a good job, but let's, let's talk a little bit about you. So, so, uh, you, you've been working at the shop for a while, uh, COVID rolls around the, the dirty flu that that's going to kill everybody in the winter. Um, and, uh, and now they're telling you that you have to put this experimental drug into your body. Or you're going to be let go. But before we get into that, I want to know you're a libertarian. You tell me you're a libertarian. Uh, what, yeah. what, what brought you to that, that ideology, man? Uh, Ron Paul, like any good libertarian, uh, Ron all Paul the good was libertarians. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, I got him back here up on the wall. Um, probably about, like, 2007, I found out about him, and I started attending, like, NFED rallies. Actually, is where I met uh, Mike Heiss. Nice. Met him, like, you know, over 10 years ago. And, uh, you know, him and I think Mike Salvi and uh, Keith Smith, another Smith, you know, they were kind of throwing these things, and, you know, that's where I met all these guys at. And uh, through my friend Moses, uh, Moses Flows, he's on Twitter as well. Follow him. He's a good follow. Um, we just kind of started getting into it. We were always into, uh, you could say, the conspiracy theories and just kind of like not going along just to get along. And uh, we stumbled across Ron Paul. And, and and as soon as we did, we just knew this is where we belonged. And uh, to take a quote from Moses, though, we we're so libertarian, we never registered with the Libertarian Party until very recently. <laughs> yeah. um, and I really got that from him. So another shout out to him for sure. But, um, you know, I just didn't see uh, I didn't see the Libertarian Party as a viable option, especially to go through the process of registering with until very, very recently, until the Mises caucus showed up on the scene. And, and then I realized, OK, these guys mean business. These guys are actually going to get something done. So, uh, you know, so now I am a registered Libertarian, which is great. But, you know, I was a registered Democrat, you know, when I was uh, fresh out of high school, voted for Obama, and then I was a uh, registered Republican to vote for um, Ron Paul, Dr. Paul, and then I just kind of stayed a Republican until a few years ago, sure. um, you know, when the Mises caucus showed up. Are you a, are you a Pennsylvania guy too? Then, yeah, nice. yeah, Poconos. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I, I, uh, I've been there a few times now, man. I went to, I went to the Philly State Convention a couple of years ago. That was a lot of fun. I had never been to Philadelphia, and I'm a Cowboys fan, so it's like I'm really not supposed to be in Philadelphia, I don't think. But uh, yeah, um, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it, man. I had a really good time there, and the food was great, and the bars were cool, and everybody's everybody's really cool. It, it, it it's surprising, like you know, I'm from I'm from the hood. Philly's kind of the hood. It's surprising how you, people from the hood just kind of get yeah, along. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Philly's good, man. Philly's yeah. a lot of fun. Um, I don't go to Philly that much anymore because I'm um older so right. it's a little it's a little drive for me it's about a two-hour drive i got a you know i got a little kid and a wife and yeah. up until very recently was just working all the time so you know i'm gonna have some free time on my hands it sounds like so let's talk about that i wanted <laughs> i wanted to say the name of your your company that you work for uh when i was introducing you i cannot remember that name at all it's a very, yeah. very strange name uh how long have you been working there man so i've been with uh sanofi pastor for 12 years they're probably one of the largest vaccine uh, manufacturers in the entire world. They have uh, sites in, on, in every single country, practically every single continent, everywhere from China to Russia to you know Canada and here in Swiftwater, PA. Um, so yeah, I've been there for 12 years. Started out as a temp through a temp agency. I did that for about five years. There was a hiring freeze for four of those years and then uh, got hired full time. And I worked directly in 
influenza um, production. So I worked for about 11 out of my 12 years in my career directly in uh, flu vaccine production, where we're actually we're actually getting, you know, when we get the the chicken embryos and the eggs, 11 day old embryos, it's kind of I don't know how how familiar you are with how these things are made. Um, but every everything from the egg rooms, the beginning of the process, all the way to we package it up and send it out the door. I, I pretty much worked every single step of the way. So I'm pretty familiar with the process on how to make vaccines. Now, I'm not a my my current title is uh, actually a manager associate scientist, which is a little misnomer because I'm not technically a scientist. I'm, I'm actually a visual scientist. So what I do now is, um, let's say, actually, for example, we're trying to make a covid vaccine. We need to inspect these vaccines once they get into the syringe or the vial through a machine. And uh, what my department does, what my group does, is we develop the recipe for those machines. So that way, let's say there's like a particulate, a piece of glass, a hair, a fiber, something like that inside of the vial or the syringe. This machine will basically be able to pick it out and reject it. So that way, whatever is going to the customer, going to the patient, is pretty much free and clear of any erroneous material. So the group I work with now, we're actually, we develop those recipes for those machines. And it's really interesting. I mean, um, you know, I felt kind of ass backwards into this job. I worked a lot of dead end jobs, a lot of construction, a lot of, you know, bartending, bar back and shit like I that. All of it. <laughs> yeah. And then I was just really good at it. You know, I, I, I decided like, okay, let me lock down with just, you know, one job. Let me see if I could follow a career for it. Let me see if I could hold a job for more than a year or two. And then it turned into 12 years and, you know, I've been a, probably the highest performer in my departments, each department that I've been in, and uh, just really dedicated to the company and to the mission of producing these vaccines, these safe and effective vaccines, as we hear so often, you know, now on TV. Um, so, you know, you know, there's some maybe some misconceptions about who I might be or what type of person I might be. And I'm not an anti-vaxxer. These 200 plus people at my site in Swiftwater who are losing their jobs along with me, you know, these people are not anti-vaxxers. Although if the company and if the industry wanted to create anti-vaxxers, this is the way to do it. Sure. Uh, the, the approach that they're taking now. Yeah. I, and I agree with you. And, you know, I've never been an anti-vaxxer either, you know, I, ever. I mean, I've always been like, you know, vaccines are good. They're safe. They're effective. They, they work. We don't have we don't have polio anymore. You know what I mean? Like yep. and, 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 and for people that watch my show that don't know, I went to nursing school in 2000, 2013, 2014, um, uh, graduated with my LPN uh, back, you know, way back then. So, like, I've learned about vaccines quite a bit. And, and, and I had to learn a lot about the trials process. That's something that we had to study. I still don't know to this day why they they they, they spent like two weeks teaching us the the trial process um because you know lpns are not involved in in drug trials almost at all right and so uh, yeah. but, but something that we had to learn a lot about um and so so that was really alarming to me when i saw this one because i know what what it takes to to bring a drug to market um and it was just it was just so fast it was so fast and so crazy to me that i was like this yeah. can't be right but i've never been an anti-vaxxer i never have my fiance uh, is is she actually founded uh, was one of the founders of uh, Informed Choice Iowa here in Iowa, which is the medical freedom group that lobbies and uh, the legislators the legislature to to roll back some of this this medical tyranny. So that she's been doing this for a long time, and she is anti-vax. I mean, legitimately, will tell you, yes, I'm anti-vaccine. I think they're bad. Um, she was vaccine injured uh, several years ago, and she had to do all kinds of shit to try and get better. She got like autoimmune issues from it, and I actually have a vaccine injury as well. Something that I haven't talked about a lot on the show, but I had to get the uh 
the anthrax vaccine when I was in the military and it fucked me up for a good long time, dude. I mean, I mean, I lost patches of my hair. It, I was sick. It swole my armpits up. It was really fucked up. Like it, it made me very, very, and so I probably I'm still dealing with some, sh- some immune shit from it. Yeah. Yeah. Know? And, um, and so, uh, I, I wasn't an anti-vaxxer even after that, because I'm like, well, you know, they had back then it was like, well, they had to give me the, the anthrax vaccine cause we were going in the middle East and, and they have anthrax over there. I, we come to find out there was no anthrax over there, but, they have anthrax over there, and, and yeah. so they had to protect me from the anthrax so I didn't die of anthrax and blah, 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 blah. I also got, like, the smallpox injection. I got all these shots that people don't get. I mean, they just don't get. Um, so I was never an anti-vaxxer I, until I met my fiance, who is like, you know, we had some serious arguments in the beginning because, I, you know, I have this this uh, this medical background. Um, I worked in skilled nursing uh, on and off for 10 years, and um, I, I studied it, and and she got me to start thinking about it in a different way right cuz cuz i was always like anything they taught me was the was the right thing period and then yeah. and and, it, and for a guy who doesn't trust the government or these big corporations it's really silly that i was just like intently believing everything they said right um and and so uh she got me thinking about it a different way she started giving me stats real figures she started showing me studies she had me read books and and i loved to read you know and so um over the course of the last 2 years while this covid thing was going off i have become anti-vax right i have i've gotten to a point where i'm like fuck all these things you know, and I've never taken the flu vax. I, I just get the flu every once every three years and I'm fine. But, um, I went through yeah, something just, similar to what you're going yeah. through right at work. My, my job said, uh, by December 8th, they were going to walk us out of the building if we didn't have our vaccine on December 7th. And, um, so I, I organized the guys in my department, which aren't, there isn't very many. And I said, look, uh, we can, we can fill out religious exemptions. Thankfully we're in Iowa we can do that. Or we can tell them that our last day is December 7th and we'll all be leaving. And, uh, I kind of got him. I got him hyped up on the fact that like, Hey, we don't need to do these things because we should have the choice to take what we want to take. And so they did it with me. Yeah. Thankfully they ended our mandate on December 4th, three days, four days before we thought we were going to be walked out of the building. But I understand with a much bigger company, um, like yours, it's, it's very hard to do. So when did this stuff start for you guys? Yeah. So, um, you know, first of all, you know, you guys being in the military, I mean, you guys are like the Guinea pigs, Oh yeah, you know time. what I'm saying? I mean, that anthrax <laughs> shit, it, you couldn't find that along with the WMDs while you were out there, man. I <laughs> right. mean, they were probably hitting in the same fucking mobile trucks or whatever <laughs> Colin Powell was talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's interesting because, uh, you know, everybody thinks so. I woke up this morning. I'll tell a little story. I woke up this morning to Facebook, a Facebook message from somebody, an online friend. I think he's in New Zealand or Australia to kind of tell probably where his point of view is. And he basically just said that I, um, that I had some... Uh, Oh man, I can't remember what he said. Cognitive dissonance. He was trying to figure out. I posted. I just did a, the interview with um, Clint Russell on uh, Liberty Lockdown, and I posted that on my Facebook page. And he said, you know, that was his comment to me. I'm trying to understand. It seems like you have cognitive dissonance. He since apologized because sure. I called him out on it, um, and I accept his apology for sure. Um, but he admitted that he said that, and then he said, "Well, I didn't even watch the interview." Well, then watch the fucking interview, man. Because <laughs> if you watch the interview, then you'll have the answers to all of your questions for sure. real. Um, so, you know, I don't want anybody to think um, that I'm something that I'm not. So I just want to kind of put that out there. That's why I stated before I'm not an anti-vax type of person. But last November is when they they rolled this thing out. They kind of gave us the first communication. And my site here in Swiftwater, just to kind of give everybody a picture, it's about 2,500 employees. Those are full-time employees, temps, contractors. And basically nobody can escape this, um, this mandate. 
So we figured, you know, back in November, we we're like, well, you know, this thing is starting to wane down a little bit, especially when Omicron came out. It was like the hot new thing, but it wasn't that deadly. And, you know, everybody was getting it. I mean, everybody was getting it. Oh, yeah. Half my family is vaxxed. The other half isn't. And the half that was vaxxed got it first and they gave it to the, the half that was unvaxxed, which is kind of funny. Um, but last November is when they kind of communicated it to us. And we were hoping that you know, by the, by January that they would kind of roll it back. And at a 2,500 people at Swiftwater where I work back then in, uh, actually in the beginning of the year, there was about 400 people who were, who are still unvaccinated. Um, right about now, the number that we're hearing is about 200, 230 people. And as we get closer, that number gets less and less because people, are you know, people worried. have kids, man. Yeah. 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 They have mortgages, they have kids. They don't, they don't see these, this company backing down, and I don't see the company backing down at all. No matter how many shows I try to get on and try to shame them publicly, it doesn't seem like they really give a shit. They're just going to move forward with it. And, um, you know, some of the communication that they've been giving us, uh, just for an example, you know, everybody put in their religious exemptions. I actually wound up not putting one in because at the time I wasn't even saved. It wasn't until about two weeks after the religious exemption deadline came where I actually was saved and I turned, turned myself over to Jesus Christ and to sure. God. And that's just been an amazing, um, just an amazing process for me. Um, so I wound up not putting one in because frankly, I didn't want the company to make me a liar, which is what they were doing. Right. I wrote a, I wrote an exemption letter and I read it and it was pretty truthful, you know, as far as where my origin started. But of course, in order to get them to accept it, I would have to embellish a little bit. And at the end of the day, I just didn't feel right about becoming a liar. And I just had this feeling that they would not grant the exception anyway, the exemption. Um, so you're going to make me a liar for no reason. That's right. kind of how I looked at it. So I didn't put it in. But all of my coworkers, basically the rest of them, the 200 plus, all put in either a medical exemption or a religious exemption. There have been a few, very, very few. I think I know of two now medical exemptions that were granted. Um, they denied medical exemption for a pregnant coworker, another uh, coworker who has issues with uh, fertility issues. And they denied those exemptions, which is just outstanding to me. All of the religious exemptions, they denied, and then everybody appealed them, and they denied the appeal as well. And what they're stating is, it's not that we don't quote, that we don't question your faith, but by allowing you on site, it would create an undue hardship for the company. Now, they're telling this to people who worked on site every single day through 2020 and through 2021, through the height of the pandemic, through the worst of the worst, through the scariest days. This is all while now, mind you, the people who are shoving this down to us, you know, from the top of the food chain, they were working from home. They had the option to work from home. You know, these people are up in their ivory towers. It seems like pretty much the shit rolls downhill. I get it. But our jobs you know, we, we had to show up. We're working mostly in production areas where the only way to do the job is to actually be at the plant and to do the job. So I think it's pretty ironic that that's their response. And in, in these denial letters that, um, it would create an undue hardship. Now my coworkers, I have to give a lot of credit to my coworkers. They have been slamming the company on the internal message board lately, these past few weeks, they kind of have a Facebook of sorts. They call it Yammer. And of course, they're holding all of these COVID vaccine um, clinics. Now, mind you, Sanofi does not have a COVID vaccine currently. They are trying to produce one and it would not be an mRNA vaccine. It would be more of a traditional uh, vaccine. Um, but so what they're doing is they're pushing the Pfizer, mainly the Pfizer vaccine 
and I and I think maybe the Moderna one, I'm not even sure, but I think probably mainly the Pfizer is is the one that they're pushing. So they're holding all of these clinics and they're posting these things on the internal message board. And to my coworkers' credits, they have been um, every time they post something, they have been posting links to the side effect page. They've been posting links to all of the stories coming out. There's a, a I wrote it down, a New Jersey judge that just forced Pfizer to disclose documentation where apparently, allegedly, we'll say, um, people were getting COVID within seven days of taking a vaccine. Mm -hmm. So it just seems very mysterious. There's just a lot of untimely information coming out for the company, but they're not backing down. So all of these people have been denied their exemptions. Um, I do not know of a single religious. Actually, I do know of one religious exemption that was granted. Um, the coworker stated to us that in her um, in her proposal, she said that basically um, she would have to work from home and the company could revoke it at any time. For whatever reason, they granted that. Well, she's leaving the company anyway. Sure. She's not sticking around. Um, and a lot of these people, they're not they're not sticking around. I mean, everybody's going to drag this out until the end. The termination date is April 15th to be in compliance with the policy. And then April 20th, all of us are going to be terminated here at Swiftwater. Um, it, another really funny thing, or maybe not funny, but just show the inconsistency of how they're rolling this policy out. Our company is a French company. They're based in France. Like I said, we have plants in basically every single country in the world, except maybe North Korea and Iran. I think those might be the only two. Um, but this isn't even being mandated in all the sites in France or in Canada, where I would like to believe we are here in America in a freer country than those two countries for sure. Surprise. Um, yeah, <laughs> surprise, right? But it turns out we're not. I mean, we're definitely heading the way of uh, France and Canada for sure. But it seems like in this instance, at least with my company, they don't seem to care to mandate it across the board in these in these countries. But also in the U.S., there, what they say to that is um, what they say to that is every country has their own policies and their own laws. And here in the U.S., this is this is what we're doing. Well, they're not even mandating it at all of the sites here in the United States. In Chattanooga, Tennessee, Tennessee has uh, pretty strict laws against mandating vaccinations or any kind of medical procedure through an employer. So I think for that reason, and also I think the the site down there, the employees, they kind of made a ruckus. They were like, hey, listen, we're not doing that. So if you want to mandate that, you know, we're out. And uh, I think those two things combined probably told the company like, all right, well, it's not going to happen there. So if this was clearly about safety and health and stopping the transmission, you know, because the way they're making it sound is if we let an unvaccinated person on site after April 20th, even though we've been on site every single day for the last two years, um, that we are going to spread this undoubtedly to the vaccinated uh, workforce. And um, if you're paying attention to any of the data, to any of the information, we know that that just does not make any sense here in in March 2022. That makes absolutely no sense at all. So um, it seems like that's what their approach is. But if that is the reason, then why not mandate it across the board in every single plant the same exact way to ensure the safety of all of their employees? And they're just not doing that. So to us, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Hi, kids. 
Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts. That's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over. Sure. Yeah, I agree. And and, and it's it's so funny because I think that that's a that's a really crazy industry for them to be saying that about. I, it's it's almost. I mean, to me, almost as crazy. Not as crazy, but the the medical industry, as far as like frontline healthcare workers being let go after they worked two years around the sickest people in the country, uh, and then telling them actually you're a danger to people if you don't get this thing. Um, it's funny you're talking about you're talking about uh, how half your family got the vaccine and then got your other half of your family sick. That's when we got Omicron recently. Uh, everybody in my office got it from a guy who came to visit the office who had been vaccinated. Uh, about a week and a half prior to coming and then he got sick and he left and then we all got sick three days later and it was no worse than a head cold omicron was nothing i mean not i've had way worse sinus infections way way worse dude um and uh you know my fiance got a little bit of si- a little bit sick because she's she's pregnant um so her immune system was a little bit lower but i mean my my one-year-old son had a fever for like six hours that was it that was all that happened yeah you know what i mean it's it's just insane to me that you'd be let go from a job you've been at for over a decade, dude. Oh, we're talking about a large portion of your life, man. Yeah, yeah. And listen, man, I've dedicated my life these last 12 years. I've dedicated myself. You know, there were times in, in some of these production rooms, especially going back, you know, several years where there was no third shift. So first shift would come in and if they dropped the ball for fucking five hours or eight hours, I was on second shift. Second shift had to stay and and there was no stopping. This operation runs 24-7 pretty much 365 there is some downtime to you know make uh maintenance improvements stuff like that and there is flu season so you know we have a, like a northern hemisphere flu season and then a southern hemisphere right. uh, flu season and flu isn't the only thing that the company does that you know many other vaccines that we produce there yellow fever and uh, meningitis a couple other things and um you know so it's just very very interesting but you know come to find out you know and i want to give a big shout out to my coworker ryan he put together a group and got us together because really the company has made made a uh, or they've done a very good job i should say at making us feel like we were alone for a while i was like man i must be the only fucking idiot right. who's not vaccinated here like seems like everybody's on the on board with this shit well ryan put together a group you know for us to kind of start communicating with each other and out of the 200 or so that are still unvaccinated not everybody's on facebook not everybody's on social media so you can't expect everybody to be involved but there's about 40 of us in this group and uh without him putting that thing together we really would never have known all right how many of us there actually were and between you know the 40 of us and then we've actually linked up with employees who were fired from the site in boston and in new jersey now mind you some of these people have been with the company 25 years you know, these are not like shitty workers either. These are high performing workers. They're getting the, you know, the best raise that they can get every year. They're getting good reviews every year. They've dedicated their lives to this way long, you know, twice as long as I have. And on these other in these other sites, I want to point out, um, you know, they I think in Boston and I think in the in one of the sites in Jersey, they can these people in the middle of January. 
you know, one of these ladies, she was working with the company 24 years. She got fired in the middle of January. She never got her bonus for the year 2021 because the company waits until March to pay out the bonus. Now, it was always like a joke that uh, you would have to get to March to get your bonus. And well, now I'm already to March, so I might as well work the rest of the year. And then you get to the end of the year thinking you're going to go work at another job. And then you're like, well, I might as well wait till March to get my bonus. And then (laughs) you wind up working to the end of that year. And then before you know it, you've been there 24 years. So these these people have got got let go in the middle of January and they never even got their bonuses. And these are rightly deserved bonuses. They worked the complete year 2021. They hit all their metrics, all the KPIs. You know, they they did their job. They earned those bonuses. And some of these bonuses are pretty hefty if you're working. And like salary positions, I mean, they could be 10% of your salary. So you're looking at, you know, $10,000 or more for some of these individuals. And uh, for them to lose their jobs, to lose the bonus, lose the benefits, if they happen to have a family, that hurts. If they happen to be single and older, um, they have no other income in the household to rely on. They've been in the, you know, been in this job field. They've been with this company for 25 years, you know, planning on retiring within the next 10 years i mean what does somebody like that do so i can only imagine the pain and the stress that they're going through and um back in november when this thing happened i put on a really tough front you know i kept telling everybody no big deal i'll go work at burger king i don't give a shit it is what it is and then it wasn't until january where i realized oh the company's not backing down they're just moving forward here and i started dwelling on this thing every single day and i fell into a really deep depression, a really, really deep depression. And it's not something that's easy to talk about, but I think it's important to point out because a lot of my coworkers and, you know, not just with my company, anybody who's watching this right now, who may be in the same situation with their company, I'm sure they're feeling this, this way as well, heightened anxiety and depression and stress that I've never felt before. And that I thought that I was too tough to ever have to deal with, or that it would ever affect me in this way. And um, if I'm just being completely honest, I mean, it, it really did a number on me. And so I feel for my coworkers and anybody in this position who's who's dealing with this because it's really not necessary. You know, I get a lot of comments. Um, one of my coworkers, Angela, she she kind of kicked this thing off where she was doing a lot of the local news channels. She was doing WNEP, WBRE. There was a Fox affiliate. And of course, she does like an hour interview with them. And first of all, super brave to put her face on on TV and to put her face on these uh, on these news channels and put her name out there and to tell our story, you know, for us. Um, So I give her a lot of credit and uh, she's dealing with a lot of these issues as well, obviously. Um, But, you know, she does an hour interview with these news channels, with these reporters, and they run, you know, 30 seconds, a minute, maybe maybe two minutes. And um, they don't really get to the heart of the argument. You know, one of them even spun it that we were threatening to quit if uh, because of the mandate. And I will tell you right now, none of us are quitting. You are going to have to fire us. So any if anybody from Santa Fe, because I've been tagging them in all of these posts, all of the Twitter posts that I'm making, I'm tagging Santa Fe, U.S. and France and anybody that that I can tag in the company. Um, If any of you are watching, we are not quitting. We are not going to quit. You're going to have to fire us. And basically what they're saying is that you're not being terminated. You're kind of voluntarily uh, terminating yourself. That's kind of how they're approaching this. True. And, um, you know, I don't know what the long game is, you know, for us, but we're not going away. 
if they thought that we were just going to shut up and be quiet and just take it on the chin and then go get another job, hopefully before the mandate ended where they were going to be forced to fire us, which a lot of people did do. Um, they just, they saw the writing on the wall and they said, you know what, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm going to go work for another company. I'm going to go move to another state where this isn't really an issue. Um, because our state, our governor here, governor Wolf, um, if I'm being blunt, the guy's a piece of shit, (laughs) man, he's a piece of shit. There was a bill, um, that was being presented by, um, Senator Mastriano, Doug Mastriano. And, uh, that thing basically got shelved because Wolf said that he would veto it. So, you know, our government here in, in the state of Pennsylvania is not working for us. They are not really, you know, it's funny. They, the company, my company included really, really big on diversity and, uh, inclusivity, you know, when it comes to gender and, um, sexual orientation and race, but not when it comes to this vaccine shit, not when it comes to this mandate and it's specifically the COVID vaccine. They don't want any diversity and they don't want anybody to have any kind of free thought when it comes to this. It's only one thing. All all roads lead to one solution here. And if you know anything about flu and viruses and illnesses, there's multiple ways to treat this. So when it's only one way out, I got a problem with that. And usually there's a lot of money and authority and power involved. And a company like mine gets hundreds of millions of dollars from the government um, to, you know, build new buildings and to pursue these types of things. So I could understand in one respect why they want everybody in the company to be vaccinated from kind of like a PR standpoint, but just to make something very clear in 12 years of working there and in working directly in flu production, I have never, ever been required to take a vaccine. There are very few situations at my site where you would be required to take a specific vaccine. And I'll give you an example. If you're working in yellow fever production, that's a live virus. You get some of that in your in your in your nose, in your mouth, in your eye. That's going to be bad news for you. It'll be real so rough. it's going to be real rough yeah. for you. So that makes a lot of sense. You got to get a yellow fever vaccine. But you know, when I was working in harvest as one of these egg rooms, you know, we're actually extracting the fluid from the chicken embryo that, you know, basically the chicken produces the vaccine for us. And then we just extract the fluid. We, you know, we, uh, we filter it out and then we, you know, you know, turn that into a billion doses and then we sell it to everybody in the world. I, you know, I was getting that fluid in my eye, in my mouth, you know, all over my face, all over my body. It's just an inherently kind of a dirty process. And through all of that, never ever required to take a flu vaccine so this is the first time in the history of this company as long as i've been there and as long as anybody that i know that's been there for 20 25 years where there has been this requirement to be vaccinated upon being hired anybody who's getting hired now you have to be you have to check the box you have to be vaccinated for covid so I think that's another misconception that people have. And I've seen a lot of comments of that. Well, they knew that they had to be vaccinated when they got hired. No, I've been there 12 years, never once had to get a vaccine. The only time that I got vaccinated in my 12 years was back in 2010 when swine flu was hitting. I was still a temp. I was trying to get hired really, really bad. I typically do not get the flu vaccine because uh, I just don't think the risk for me is high enough. For Yeah, I just if I get the flu. Okay, I'll treat it with many of the other types of treatments and I will be fine, most likely. And that's the way it's been my whole life. So no problem. 
But uh, when I when I told my manager at the time that I didn't want to take the flu shot, he said, well, I know you're trying to get hired. And if you happen to get sick, it's just going to look really bad for you. I said, no problem, man. Hear you loud and clear. Went downstairs to the clinic and I got the flu shot. Mm-hmm. So that was the last time that I got the flu uh, flu vaccine. And not to say that I won't decide to get a vaccine again. I've gotten so many tetanus shots. Oh, you know, sure. I, Yeah, I mean, there are there are a time and a place for all of these things. But like you said, I mean, when you went through your training as a nurse and you did those two weeks of just figuring out what the process was just to get these things licensed and, and brought to the patient, you know, I would like to think I know a little bit more about, about this process than just the regular Joe sure. on the street. And uh, these things take a very, very long time. Yeah, to we're talking. A, oh, oh, sorry, I lost you. We're, yeah. yeah, we're talking. We're talking a, a decade or more. I mean, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we're going through the process now of, uh, you know, trying to let the company know that we're not budging from this stance. But and it's not even it's not even that we're just being stubborn. It's we have very good reason to take this position. And now there's been about 80, 85 percent of our site has been vaccinated for covid. So really, what is the worry about a couple of us who are unvaccinated? I mean, if if herd immunity still exists, which I believe it still does exist, then really there should be no worry at all. If we know that, you know, it doesn't really matter what your status is, you could still get it and spread it just as likely as anybody else. Well, then it really doesn't make sense to enforce this mandate right now. So there's a lot of things that we all know is true and the company knows is true. And this is kind of where... I get like a little upset because if I was just working at Burger King, I would understand why my higher ups didn't want to, you know, they weren't including natural immunity. They weren't including herd herd immunity. All of these things that we know to be true in the conversation because it wouldn't be necessary for them to know. And they're just flipping burgers. They're running a little business. They really would have no reason to understand that information. But at my company, it is the literal experts from my area. They know about these things. They yeah, are willingly leaving these parts of the conversation out. Right. And not only that, when my coworkers post about these things on a daily basis now on these internal uh, forums, they are deleting their comments. They are blocking them from even being able to post. They're shutting the posts down. Um, they just had a town hall meeting with one of these higher ups that came in onto the site. And uh, they love to take questions. Well, we're, we love to take your questions. This just happened yesterday. And, um, you know, they start posing these questions. Well, we're out of time. You know, they got to about one or two questions and all of a sudden now they're out of time right. when they said they had eight to 10 minutes to field questions. So it's just very obvious that they know that this information is true, that my coworkers are sharing with them. And um, they just don't want the rest of the work base to understand the conversation. Right. And somehow a lot of the people that I work with, they have have no idea that this shit is going on like they know the mandate exists but they don't know how many people how many of their coworkers they're losing from their departments some departments it might just be one i think in my case i'm probably the only one in my group but some uh some like maintenance groups it's half of the group you know typically you lose half your group 
you don't you can't run your process right so it just seems very short-sighted uh from well, a company standpoint well and I, it's funny first of all top lobster thanks for the five dollars uh uh Super chat man. He says, seems counterproductive to mandate a vaccine that isn't one of your own, your company's uh, uh, pro- one that your company produces. Which yeah, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. But um, uh, yeah, this is so. This is something that I've been talking about when 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 our government and our media talks about the percentage of people that are vaccinated in this country already uh, against COVID. It's always really been funny to me because I don't know many people that are vaccinated. Like, you know what I mean? Like a a large majority of the people that I talk to on a daily basis that I interact with online that I have on my show have said no. And people at my work and Mm -hmm. people at other jobs that we other uh, vendors that come in have said no. So I think that companies are doing the same thing. The government is, I think they're saying, oh yeah, 80% of the people are already vaccinated, but there that's, I don't think that's the truth. I don't think that's ever been the truth. Um, and, and I think that they're just telling you that. So you'll go get it. You know what I mean? I think that the company, it sounds like your company's doing the same thing. The government is in my opinion. Well, listen, I mean, my company, I mean, for all intents and purposes is the government, right? I mean, a a lot of the funding, if not majority of the funding does come from the government comes from the DOD. And, um, you know, I stated this when I talked to Clint on Liberty lockdown, um, you know, I, I believe in vaccines. You know, I believe in the government funding companies like mine to produce safe and effective vaccines that actually work, that actually do good. And I believe for the most part, that's what's happening at my company. I don't think it's like a, a whole slew of nefarious characters up the chain. You know, I do think that there are a lot of people who are looking the other way. I think it's a couple of things. There's a lot of people who just like un undoubtedly just believe whatever Fauci says and whatever the CDC says and whatever basically the government says or whoever's at the top of this crisis committee that's pushing this mandate and they just believe it wholeheartedly and they think that anything contrary to that I mean these are probably some people who don't even think that um since they're vaccinated, they could spread it to anybody else. I bet you that there's some people like that up the food chain. And I'm talking about people who make six figures. Some of these people make seven figures. You know what I'm saying? These are very high paying jobs when you get to the top of this company and companies like mine. Sure. But, you know, I think probably a, another part of it is, you know, it's people are making a lot of money. They have they got a mortgage, you know, they got a truck payment. They've got, you know, their kids are in private school. Now, mind you. I know a lot of these people personally. Uh, a lot of them have been mentors of mine at different periods in my um, in my career, and I know for a fact that some of these individuals do not even vaccinate their children for anything. I'm not going to call these people out by name, but right. you know who you are if you happen to be watching this. And these are the people who, when in 2020, when we started doing mitigation efforts, we were doing like uh, temperature testing when you came on site. Everybody had to wear a face mask. Um, even when you're walking outside, so like where I park sometimes, like a fucking quarter mile from my, from there to my building, I would be outside in August, 2020, even 2021. And, uh, I would have to, I would have to wear a face mask. Nobody's around me and I have to wear a face mask. So it's just like, it doesn't make any, any sense at all. None of it's all, none of it's made any sense to me since the beginning, really Uh, almost all of it, dude. Yeah. And I mean, I've been super skeptical now. I want to, because of where I work and the type of work that I've been doing for 12 years, I wanted to believe, you know, that everything that we were doing is, was on the up and up, but 
you know, listen, man, when this thing came to market as quick as it came to market, I knew that I wanted to wait. And then once it started being forced and companies like mine started coercing their employees to take it, I knew for sure that I was not going to take it. I do not lend well to be enforced really to do anything. You could ask my wife. Um, you know, she tries to make me do the fucking laundry. It's a goddamn argument. It's a debate for, see, you know, two see. days. Yeah, I get And that. I'll do the laundry. I like doing the laundry. But if you tell me to do the laundry, it's a different it's a different story. That's so. the one thing that when I, when we moved in together, I said, "Listen, I will do anything else, but I don't do laundry. I can't." Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like I flip out. I get so frustrated and overwhelmed. I'm like, yeah. "I can't do it. I can't do it anymore." So yeah. That's the well, one I don't thing. know about you, but my wife, for whatever reason, every time she takes a shirt off, it's inside out. So when I'm doing the laundry and I fold her laundry, all her pants and all her shirts are inside out. So it just <laughs> takes twice as long yeah. to flip them. So now I got to flip all mine. I take them off like a normal fucking person from the neck up. Um, but she likes to take these things off. So so doing laundry kind of becomes a pain in the ass because then I have to flip all her shit inside out. And then sometimes just out of spite. I flip all like I make sure all mine's all nice and then I leave hers inside, <laughs> inside out. Inside out. Fold it up. Yeah, she yeah, has to so deal with it. She has to deal with it on the back end, dude. You know what I mean? Well, listen, she'll learn. You know, I mean, listen, if you stop playing the game, the game stops. Right. And that's kind of where I'm at with this whole with this whole mandate thing. And and even when it comes to like venues, for instance, that require um unvaccinated people to take a COVID test before they show up. Okay, it's not going to kill you to take a COVID test, but why aren't they doing that for every single person that shows up? You're going to have a thousand people at your venue. Every single one of these people could show up with COVID. But if you happen to have that card of compliance, and even if that thing is six, seven months old, you don't have to take a test. So even though it's like a simple thing to just go take the test now, mind you, it may cost money in most cases to go take this test. So it's like an extra 50, 60 bucks kind of where I'm at. So like, I don't want to have to spend my money, but I don't want to give my money, my hard earned money to companies and venues and establishments that are going to enforce these things in a nonsensical manner. Right. If you're only going to do half of the population that's coming there, well, you're still creating it or leaving a very unsafe situation. If the goal is to have a safe situation. So, um, you know, so I even have a hard time with shit like that. And it's like a case by case basis. It's like if I really want to go to this place and I really want to, you know, go with my wife to something or take my kids somewhere. Well, then, OK, I'll, I'll take the test. But if I really, really don't want to do it, I don't give a shit if I don't go to another fucking music concert, another uh, like I don't have to go to Disney World ever in my life. Like and and for more reasons than this fucking mandate. Sure, I mean, sure. these guys are off the rails, um, but I really don't give a shit about sacrificing those things because there are still places and venues that will allow you to just show up and enjoy yourselves because i think for a lot of these places it just came down to money it came down to the bottom line we've been extremely lucky here in iowa dude we don't have any place that requires a vax pass or a test or anything like that except for uh my buddy dan smots from the system is down he came uh he came down here he lives a couple hours away and uh, him and his wife came down here to go see Dave Chappelle. They stayed at our house actually. Um, and, uh, the, 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 the place that Dave Chappelle played at required a test. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck? Um, but I've never, I haven't run across anywhere that does. In fact, uh, even during when we had the, the bullshit mass mandate here in Iowa that lasted about two and a half weeks, I think that was it. Um, the only place that ever stopped me from coming in without a mask on was, was target. 
And I, I yeah. walked, I walked into Target, and he's like, "Here's your mask." And I said, I, I, "I'm okay. I don't need one." He's like, "You have to wear it." And I was like, "I have to wear it." And he's like, "Yeah, you have to wear it." I said, "All right." I left. I went to Walmart. You know what I mean? I'm like, because yeah. Walmart wasn't requiring it, and uh, and uh, the other places outside of that was the hospital. I mean, if we had to go to the hospital, they required it. Mm-hmm. There was no getting around it. We had a baby in the hospital. Then my daughter had a baby in the hospital. It was like I had to put it on. Um, and then when I took, I took the kids to Disney World last October, um, and uh, I suffered the mask inside doors. In, indoors, they didn't require a vax passport. They didn't require a vaccine, but they did require if you were inside a building. You had to wear a mask. And so uh, yeah. I, I, you know, we would, we would, every time we'd see a worker come by, we'd pull it up over our nose. And as soon as they'd walk away, we'd pull it back down to, to the right above our lip. And, but I mean, we didn't, we didn't comply, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like almost yeah. at all the entire pandemic, we didn't change anything. We would be the only family in the grocery store without a mask on. We'd go to the restaurant without the mask on. We did, you know, we just didn't care. And, and we're all alive and fine. And we didn't care. Nobody around us died. And, and you know what I mean? And like, it's just it just blew my mind that the people just like really complied the way they did just like it was like boom okay whatever the government tells me i'll do it you know yeah i mean listen i played the game for a little bit you know two weeks to flatten the curve i was like two weeks all right cool that's no problem you know if i have to go somewhere indoors like in like if i gotta go get groceries like no nah, i don't go grocery shopping my wife does um but uh, you know if i had to go do something like that okay i'll put the mask on but after like a few weeks, I was just like, well, what the fuck happened to flattening the curve? And then I started seeing different states and different countries and like all the data that was available at that time where like, you know, they didn't mandate these things and the numbers were no worse. And in a lot of cases, the numbers were better right. somehow. So it was just like, you know what, if you have any kind of critical thinking left at that point, you just were not going along with this with this whole bullshit. And so I stopped doing all of that stuff very very long time ago i mean i was going to i have a lot of mechanical issues with my body my health is like tip top magoo but like i had i had back problems neck problem like my wrist i'm getting wrist surgery in a couple weeks so it's just a couple mechanical issues so i was going to the orthopedist a lot and um you know i was going to the orthopedist at one point like every single week for a month straight last year no mass required at all and then all of a sudden i showed up and they were like, hey, you got to put a mask on. I'm like, uh, yeah, okay. And I took the mask and I put it in my pocket. Right. And the, and the secretary, whatever, like gave me a hard time. I'm like, I'm not wearing a mask. I'm like, so I'm just going to go to the office. I'm going to go sit down and I'll talk to the doctor when she comes out. And, you know, mind you, I had a very good relationship with this doctor. Right. She just treated me like Mike. I was just her patient. We laughed. We cried. We did the whole fucking bit. Right. And then that day, for whatever reason, I think this is when Omicron first showed up on the scene. You know, um, she was like, listen, like she came into the into the room and she would not come near me. And like when I stood up to talk to her, she actually backed away from me like I was a leper. Jesus. And I like pointed it out to her. I'm like, you know, I've been here every single day for the last month or every single week for the last month. I'm like, last week you had my ass cheek in your hand giving me a shot in my hip. I'm like, uh, I'm like, and we were laughing about it. And I'm like, I don't know. I was just Mike. I was just your patient. And I'm like, now you're looking at me and you're treating me like I'm a fucking leper. I'm like, so I just want you to understand and recognize how easily you've been persuaded to treat me, somebody who you uh, potentially had like a good relationship with up until this point, like I'm a fucking, like I'm an other. And I'm like, it's just not right. I'm like, so if if you are telling me that you're not going to give me my treatment today because I don't want to wear a mask, I'm like, that's fine. I'm like, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to debate. I'm not going to fucking make you call security. I'm just going to leave. You know, I'll take my little paper and I'll leave. 
So she was like, yeah, that's what I want to decide to do. I'm like, okay, no problem. So then what'd she do? She, she then put the paper on the, on the little bench and she stood right next to me and she went over the whole entire report from the MRI that I had gotten. So I'm like, was that what you were going to do anyway, if I had a mask on? Right. And she was like, yeah, pretty much. I'm like, so what the fuck was the problem then? Right. And she was like, well, you know, you're putting a lot of people at risk by being here. I'm like, whatever. I'm like, give me the paper. I'm like, I'm not coming back yeah, to you I'm ever out, again. I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. But so it's just like, you know what? People need to understand. Like, I get it. There are situations where you may feel like, well, I really want to go do this thing. So I'll just put the mask on. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, I get it. You know what? And there will be times where I do that probably even today i mean tomorrow i'm going to see tom segura with my wife we don't have to wear a mask but i have to do the test thing right i gave her a really hard time about it. i love her to death it was a fucking big problem for us but we came to an agreement i finally just said listen i'm sorry i love you i want to go with you let's enjoy ourselves i won't mention nothing i'm not gonna fucking say nothing while we're there unless they try to put a mask on me then it's gonna be a fucking problem right. but um you know i said you know what we'll just do it so there will be times i feel like okay people are gonna do it but you need to understand the game only stops when you stop playing right. the game. Exactly. That's exactly. It. If you and that's, if you stop spending your money there, that yeah. venue doesn't do that anymore because they have a bottom line. And once it gets hit, they're done with it. Well, and I think Safety that's why is no longer a concern. I think that's why it was never a big problem here in Iowa because the people in Iowa were just like, no, we're not fucking. I mean, outside of like Des Moines, because we live we live almost right. I mean, we're in the suburb of Des Moines, basically. So we have to deal with the the one blue area in the entire state, basically. Um, but I mean, if you get 15 minutes outside of Des Moines, it, it, the, the people there are like, no, we're not playing your stupid fucking game. It's yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. And so like those people come into the city and buy and purchase and go to venues and do stuff and. And uh, they, I think everyone here just kind of understood that, like, if they ever tried to force any of this shit on us, they'd lose, you know, 80% of their business, you know, and, and it, that's what it was. It, it hurt. It's capitalism, baby. You know what I mean? Like, it, baby. It's, yeah, it's, it's the, it it's, works. Yeah, it works, man. It's the bottom line. <laughs> it works like if, when it works. Yeah. If you just stop fucking doing it, they're, they're going to be like, okay, well, everything, everything is, everything is incentive and profit driven. Everything. I don't care what the socialists say. It's not even just about money. I mean, there's all kinds of different incentives, right? There's, there's, there's financial incentive. There's, there's uh, feeling good about yourself. You know, there's all kinds of shit. Yeah. Everything is incentive based. Everything. Everything you can think about is incentive based. Yeah. My fiance has got to be like, Hey, look, if you do the the dishes, I'll do this for you. You know what I mean? That's how it works. Okay. And, you yeah. know, I, and it's, it's not even, I don't force her to do that, but, but that's how, that's how it works. And, and people want, people want something in return for their, what they do. And, um, if these people want to continue to survive and, and, and we all just tell them fuck off, like they're gonna, they're gonna have to stop doing yeah. it. Period. Plain and simple. That's it. Listen, man, if you're a business, you know, like. You know, I'm, I run a small business, a very small business that I have to now be forced to transition into. Right. And, you know, at my job at Santa Fe, I've been there 12 years. So I've become very complacent with getting my paycheck every two weeks. And now I've been salary for the last year. I make good money there, man. You know, I make yeah. the most money that I've ever made at any job in my life. And there's no way that once I'm done there and I just transition into my video production company that I'm replacing that salary. And more importantly, I'm not replacing the benefits. And, you know, I have a right. wife and a kid and um, and my wife is a full time nursing student right now. And she's going to be graduating in May and she's doing fucking awesome. And she's doing it all by herself. Like if she asked me to help her study, it's like, oh, my God, it's like the hardest thing in the world <laughs> for me to do. It's hard. dude. So she literally is doing it all by herself. And I give her so much credit for sure. it. 
but we're on one income and now that income is being threatened by my company and it's just like for all of these businesses and like i don't give a shit if you're a vaccine company you know like somebody said in in uh, the last show i did with clint they were like you know uh you know you work at a cigarette fucking company they don't make you smoke cigarettes like right. it's the same exact thing you don't force your employees to do really anything it's a relationship where you go hey this is reasonable to do and if it's masking or you know weekly testing whatever even if i don't want to do it it's not irreversible you know so like i will go along and be in compliance with those types of policies if that's what they want to do but once you start talking about injecting something into your body that we have no long-term data on and that is irreversible and if you're paying any kind of attention they're not 100% safe and effective. And I mean, that goes across the board for any of these types of vaccines. But at least with something like the flu vaccine, this thing's been around longer than I've been alive. So it's like there's plenty of long-term data. I would have no problem going to get in a flu shot and like True. feeling pretty confident that nothing like was going to happen to me. You know, so and that's where a lot of my coworkers are at. They're just like, yeah, I just don't want to do this irreversible injection. To keep my job and even though i love my job and i want to keep working here um you know I, that's just the line that i'm not willing to cross and once you start forcing it well that line gets a lot fucking thicker right. it gets a lot harder to cross because you know they say well we're not forcing you to do it no you're coercing us to do it you're saying we're holding your livelihood over your head and if you don't go and do this irreversible medical procedure just to keep your job um, then you can't keep it. You can't feed your family. You can't keep your benefits. You can't have none of that stuff. And it's just, it's not, first of all, it's not moral. You know what right. I'm saying? I'm pretty sure at some point in the very near future, it will be deemed illegal. And if history tells us anything, um, you know, especially like World War II, Nuremberg trials, uh, yeah, I don't know. And I don't understand how we got to this point with a lot of these companies where they feel like they have the authority to force a medical procedure onto their employees. Um, it, I, it really blows my mind that they're willing to take that risk of taking this position and going through with these mandates because I know people who I work now I have people who I worked, I have a coworker who I worked directly with. He was a really, really good guy. He was, he was kind of like me where he just didn't want to be forced to do it. And I don't know what his like personal uh, health history was, but um, he wound up passing away. He got COVID and I don't know if he died from COVID or COVID complications. He wound up passing away last year and is really sad. You know, he's got a couple kids and a wife and, you know, his, uh, his wife and I think his youngest daughter or yeah, his youngest daughter both had COVID. So they were kind of like down and out. And his oldest daughter, who I believe was only a teenager, like 16 or 17 years old, she had us do all the arrangements for, you know, like his funeral and all of that shit. So my heart goes out to anybody who who dealt with a loss like that. Like, obviously, nobody wants to see that. But it seems like the only people who don't want to force anybody into a position are the people on our side of the conversation. Right. Right. who don't want to force anybody into taking this shot. Do you hate modern wrestling? Wish you could go back to the sex and violence of the 90s? You're not alone. Eric and Tom are going back to 1993 to watch ECW from the beginning to its end. So come get extreme. Just search for Extreme Timeline on any podcast app 
and come get extreme. It's the people who want to force you to take the shot who don't really seem to give a shit if you happen to get an adverse reaction or a vaccine injury. And I now know of three people that I directly work with who have gotten pretty serious vaccine injuries. One of them got rheumatoid arthritis all of a sudden and throughout her entire body. And she's very healthy um, type of individual. And she was out of work for a while. I believe she's back to work now and I hope she's doing much better, but I mean, that happened right after after she took the shot. Um, another guy got a fucking blood clot and he went to work. Now, he he didn't want to get it. And I look, I, I didn't know this guy personally, but I went and looked back at his like Facebook feed. And this guy was completely against it. But we were all like in, within our group. We we're like, listen, man, you got to do what you got to do. Like, you don't have to explain anything to any but any right. of us. Like, it seems like any anybody that I work with and especially people that I'm um, close with, if they went and took the shot, they felt the need to try to explain to me a justification. Right. Well, you know, my mom's 80 and she's in my house. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. You don't have to justify anything to me, man. That's your option. That's your choice to make. I'm not trying to force you to do anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care what you do. You know, I just want to see you in the best position as possible, whatever that means for you, you know, right. and I just don't want you to force me to do anything. But this guy was completely against it. He wound up deciding to do it to save his job. And this guy you know the next morning he said he felt great because now there was no threat of losing his job but he had only gotten the first shot right. and that next day when he went to work he started losing his vision then he lost all motor function in his limbs he couldn't move his legs at all so he had a blood clot thankfully they rushed him to the hospital gave him blood thinner and they kind of reversed that from happening and now he's regained i believe like all his motor function and stuff like that but now this guy's completely afraid and justifiably to go and get the next shot. Yeah. And and do you think my company's going to grant him some sort of exemption? No. No. They're going to say, well, it's not from that. It may have been allergies or some other thing like allergies. Yeah, Doug. No. I've about? had allergies for a long time. No no blood clots. I have yet. allergies right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no blood clots. <laughs> what the blood clot? Yeah. No fucking blood clots. So right. it's like these stories exist. And I believe, and I was kind of like, I got off track of what I was saying earlier, but the people up the chain in my company I know that they know these people and they know that these stories exist, but yet they're looking the other way and they're looking the other way, maybe because they don't want to lose their jobs and they don't want to lose their salary. And they went and got the shot and nothing happened to them. So, so they're, they're in yeah, compliance. So fine. Yeah. They're fine and they're in compliance. So really it doesn't, it doesn't matter to them because it's not going to affect them, right. but you're losing 200 of your coworkers and your employees, you know, and more, if you look at all the other sites. So it's just like, and, and, you know, I, I think it is too, once we're gone, cause we're the only group who are willing to stand up for any of them right. when it comes to anything. I put my neck on a line for so many of my coworkers to get hired, to not get fired, to get promoted, to, you know, just to get their name on some sort of list to even be considered for something. And I put my name on a line over and over and over. A lot of these people never called me. A lot of these people never reached out to me. A lot of these people will never in their life, and I know it's a big ask, raise hell about this mandate because right. they will tell you in secret that they don't agree with it, even though they're in compliance. But, um, you know, they just won't do anything to speak up because now they don't want to lose their jobs. But the only people who would stick up for them are now being terminated come April. Right. So when the next thing happens, which is probably going to be mandated boosters every year, and, uh, you know, if they happen to feel like, well, I don't want to take that step, well, you're, now you're going to lose your job, let's say. Who's going to stand up for you? 
because you're letting us go. All the people who are going to be brave enough to put their neck in the line for you, you're just letting us get terminated. Right. And I feel like it's every single person's duty at this company to speak up, whether they're in compliance or not, whether they like me or not, you know, whether they fully agree with me or not, because there are some valid points to everything that we kind of discussed today um, that a lot of these people should be aware of. And uh, if you have any kind of critical thinking left in your brain, you will take at least one of these points and go, yeah, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Why aren't they doing it at every single site in the country or in the company? And, you know, it just doesn't make sense to do it at this point. So, you know, I'm hoping that they'll back down, but now we're 20 days out. It doesn't look like they're going to be backing down. Um, it looks like uh, the end of the road is near <laughs> for me at this company and for my coworkers. And, um, you know, what else can I say about it? It's just like, I don't know what to, what else to do other than to speak up right. on as many platforms that'll have me. So, again, I appreciate you letting me on. You know, we don't know each other personally. I know we engage on on Twitter a lot. And we have, you know, libertarianism in common and uh, and that mission in common. But um, you didn't have to do this. And I appreciate you. I well, appreciate you so much. I'm, for ha having me I'm happy to do it, bud. You know, and I think uh, maybe we should get you on some more shows, too. It's just it's so it's it's rare now, really. I mean, if you think about it, the 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 mandates have been dropped so many places. In fact, a lot of a lot of companies are hiring back the people they fired for not taking the vaccine. And just to hear a company crazy. that to hear a company that's so dead set on it still. It's just, it's just, it's kind of, it seems rare to be honest outside of California, yeah. at least, you know, so they're going to fire these people and they're, and they're probably going to try to deny people who file for unemployment. Yeah. And, um, they're not, they made it very clear. There will be no severance packages. So, you know, I would think if it was me and it was my company and I wanted these 200 or maybe it winds up being less at the end of this people to just go away and to shut up, I'd pay them out. I give oh, them sure. severance packages. A lot of people will take them, even if they're bullshit severance packages. A lot of people will take them because then at least it'll give them a little buffer to get to the next venture, right? Um, but I will tell you, you know, anybody from my company who might be watching, we're not going away. We're not being quiet. Uh, we're not going to shut up. If you think this is the last of us, if you think at the end of April or April 20th that this just all goes away for you, it's not going to. And I will make a call to any of your viewers um, and something that I neglected to do on the Liberty Lockdown was um, we're probably going to be looking for some sort of legal representation. And I would prefer to be within the libertarian commu community because I feel like, first of all, you guys are the only ones who are willing to even share our stories, you know, um, Anarchists and libertarians are the only ones who are willing to share this story right now and have me on their show. Um, so I, I put a call out there to anybody who might see this. And if you got this far in the podcast, to please reach out to me, uh, you know, reach out to Josh. And um, if you happen to be a lawyer or know a law firm who's representing people who are in our situation, we're probably going to be forced to pursue some sort of route like that. And we don't want to have to. I want to make it very clear. First and foremost, we just don't want to lose our jobs. That is beyond anything. We just don't want to lose our jobs. Um, so that would be the first mission. But if the company goes through with this and if the company keeps denying us a voice, ignoring our questions, deleting our comments, um, you know, making us out to be conspiracy theorists, you know, anti-vax Trump supporters, um, well, then I don't know what else we're going to have to do. I mean, right. it seems like 
some hopefully there'll be some sort of legal recourse at some point if that's what it's forced to come down to and i will tell you um that this group of people this 200 people they're not all trump supporters they're not anti-vaxxers they're all race races ages religions political beliefs you know they come from all spectrums of life so it's not as easy as just putting a label on us and and then trying to put us into a corner and and othering us right. um, you're gonna have to face this at some point and uh i know they have they have tons of lawyers so i'm sure they're very confident that we will not be a problem but if it is in in our power if it comes down to it uh we're gonna be a problem sure we're gonna be a and problem you should, and you should be man i i fucking i hope yeah. you are uh i got i got a beat on a couple of lawyers that might be good to help you guys out we'll we'll talk offline about that thank you um uh, first off, shout out to Sim Calpin. Thanks for the five dollars super chat. He said he got vaccinated and he's doing just fine. That's what he said. That is literally a super chat. Uh, uh, nice. But yeah, man, you got you got to be a problem. I, I I really I really think it's great. I'm I'm happy to have you on. We got to talk to some bigger platforms of mine. Maybe Dave will, Dave will have you on or, or or Malice or something. But um, you know, listen, I'm gonna start. need a connection with those guys. You know, because yeah. these guys don't know me, and I, believe me, I've been tagging every one of these fucking guys. Um, I'm trying to get on the uh, Liberty Report. You know, I I know uh, Daniel McAdams a little bit, sure. so I'm trying to I'm trying to get on there or at least have them share the story because I know they have. Well, a I got I got well, I got Dan's but... uh, I got Dan's email. I got Dave's phone number. And in fact, I'll I'll be hanging out with Dave this weekend, so I'll I'll talk to him about you and see if we can't get you on at least part of the problem because because this would be a good, yes. this would be a good yeah. one for part of the problem. Definitely with Dave Smith and shit, man, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And listen, man, I you know I met Robbie, I met Dave. You know, I did um. I filmed the uh, the LPPA convention sure. in 2021. I was the one that put that little documentary together about. Uh, oh, you're the one that put it together. Yeah, I was the one oh, that put that together. Okay, nice. So you know, you know, shout out to me. I guess that for was that. a good fucking documentary, dude. Really yeah. good, like really. And good. then Heist, and then Heist had me come and film. You know, uh, take human action event in Virginia, and I'm trying to do more of these. So like, if anybody really wants to help, man, you know, obviously before I get terminated from this job helping me get on any kind of platforms that would be great i'm actually going to be on the system is down on monday with dan smots he agreed to have me on so big shout out to him i appreciate him a lot for having that's, me on as well that's the homie dude that's that's one of my best friends. yeah man i mean you guys are the best man i mean without you guys this really i there would be no voice to uh these 200 people here and they're watching you know sure. just so you know these these people are watching they're tuning in they're subscribing to your channels they're following you guys on Twitter now. I'm trying to make some libertarians out of these people, you know, and I'm hoping that um, I'm hoping we could raise some hell. So any help will be great. And uh, just to kind of plug myself, I'm not looking for donations or anything like that, but I am asking that I'm, I'm just looking for work. So if anybody needs video production or editing, you have an event, you have a, you're a comedian, you have a show coming up, a business, whatever it might be, a political campaign coming up. Um, you know, I want to I want to help you guys create that. And if you're a libertarian, you're going to get five percent off the total price. If you happen to be a Mises caucus member, you're a member, you're going to get another five percent off the total price. So a little incentive there to kind of get the ball rolling. Um, and uh, that freaking Kaufman, uh, Jeremy, that that Jeremy Kaufman. And dude, that thing is magic. That was all dance spots, uh, man. Dude, Dan is a Dan is a magician, man. Yeah, he's you're, got you're, some skills, bro. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to carve you out some space next to Dan. That's a hard one, dude. Because he's that is a hard everybody one, loves Dan, dude. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> as soon as a video good. starts, you can tell it's a Dan. It's a Smots video. I mean, right away, yeah, you're like, oh yeah, I yeah, figured yeah. it was, man. Yeah, I yeah. figured it was, and uh, amazing. 
He's done. Uh, he's done amazing, my. Dude. He's done uh, some stuff for me too. My outro video, uh, my after hours intro video. He did that for nice. me. Nice. Of course, Top Lobster does all my artwork, all the backgrounds you see. I mean, everything that you see is is Top Lobster too. So uh, those guys have been really helped. But but man, yeah, dude. Uh, where where can people? You got a website and stuff like that, don't you? Yeah, SeymourMac.com. You can go on there. Um, you can follow me on YouTube or on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram underscore SeymourMac. Basically, just SeymourMac on everything and uh that's where people could find me if they would choose to and uh i would really appreciate it yeah for sure awesome dude well we'll, we'll we'll find you some work go give this man some work he needs it he's standing on principle for the rest of us man and that's a that's a big deal give me some damn work yeah i know i know how nerve-wracking you hit you, before we go we're, we're gonna we're about yeah. down here but um uh, you touched on a subject that we didn't really cover much here that we should have, because I know how it feels that that anxiety. So I, I'm a I'm a, 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 a longtime anxiety sufferer, I'm not an enjoyer, but a sufferer, um, and and depression as well. I, I was de I was diagnosed with depression when I was like 12, and it's something that I've dealt with for a fucking long time. Um, and the 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 COVID stuff really uh, enhanced that to a, to a degree that I didn't really think possible this last two years. I mean, a lot sure some of it was you know I I went from being a bachelor living in a house by uh, with my best friend in California to to having seven kids in my care and a fiance and living in the middle of the country in the snow and shit. I mean, it's hard. The winters are always hard on me no matter what, but it's even harder here. But the COVID stuff. I mean, I, I spent a long time thinking I was going to lose my job and I'm the sole provider for a family of fucking nine, dude. You know what I mean? And I was yeah. like, and, and, and thankfully I know this probably, you probably have the same, the same thing, but I had the support of my, my, my fiance saying, you know, mm -hmm. Hey, I understand that you're not going to take it. I wouldn't take it either. So we got your back, whatever you want to do, let's do it. You know, I, and she even at one point was like, we'll go live in the forest and pick berries and hunt deers and shit. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> we got enough kids to do enough, uh, homesteading work. Um, so it was a little bit easier for me because I had the support at home. You know what I mean? Of, of you go ahead yeah. and stand on principle, but it was fucking hard, dude, being a man and being responsible for a family. Um, and, and then being worried about income and your job, it's scary, dude. It's a scary thing. It doesn't matter how fucking tough you are. It's a scary yeah. thing, dude. It is. Yeah, it is, man. And like you're saying, like as a man and as a father, you know, you feel like it's your obligation and it is your obligation to provide. Sure. And, you know, luckily, you know, my wife and I, you know, she's, she's a worker. She's a worker. She never went any time in our relationship, you know, in our, uh, and I'm going to forget how long, over 10 years, actually about 12 <laughs> years, as long as I've been with the company, I've basically been with her. Sure. Um, you know, she never went without working. She sometimes worked two, three jobs, you know, sure. before we had the kid. And, you know, now with uh, with her being a full time student and and hopefully that coming in to an end very shortly where she's going to be able to get a, you know, a very well paying job when sure. she becomes a nurse. But you still feel like as a father and as the husband, you know, and as a man that you're a provider, you have dude. you should be the one to provide. And and I want to be able to provide, which is, you know, why I'm asking for work. And I'm not just simply asking for, you know, donations. I mean, if you if you send money to my PayPal at Seymour Mac or or whatever, you know, I mean, I, I probably won't send it back. But, um, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. But, um, you know, you do feel like that. So, you know, this has not been an easy position to take. It sure. would be far easier to just get the shot right far easier because then i keep my job you know but how many people are in this position being forced by their company to do this that even if they got the shot actually want to stay with that company because right. they were forced to do something that they didn't want to do so now like it like again it's so sh short-sighted for these companies to do this because you take people who are high performing workers 
you demoralize them to a degree where they don't they're only they're, they're going to take the foot off the gas right they're going to pump the brakes now you have to worry about filling those shoes a little bit and it's right. just super short-sighted among all the other people that they're going to um lose in the meantime so you know i've been dealing with like you know depression and and uh anxiety and you know to a level that i never thought that i would have to deal with before and and i know i you know said it early on in the podcast but the silver lining and all this and the thing that's kind of helped me get through some of that depression and i'm still struggling with it um is is jesus christ sure. and um listen man my mom's a jew my father's an irish catholic both of them were hippies i was never raised to go to church or synagogue or you know follow any kind of religion and i kind of wish that some of that was instilled in me at, at a younger age because then i would have had some sort of base but i never thought in my life that i would have become a christian Never, you know, and I'm still a Jew. You know what I'm saying? Jesus was a Jew. I'm still a Jew. I have much in common. I used to do woodworking. He did a little woodworking. I had long hair, I, you know, whatever. So there's a lot in common there. Um, but, you know, I never thought that I would be at this point. And, and the company and this position that they put me in finally forced me to this point. And even though I don't like to be forced to do anything, this is kind of one of those exceptions where I was like, once I started, like when January hit and I realized they weren't budging. I, I started like falling into a depression. So I started talking to a therapist every week. After about a month of that, I was in the same exact spot that I was in. So I decided to take some of my benefits and go on short term. So I'm allowed to do like three months of short term disability um, at 100% of my pay. But in my mind, you know, I'm still so dedicated to my company. I was like, you know what, let me just do a month. Hopefully just taking this month off. will do the trick. I'll keep going to the therapist. And within that month, I'll spend time with my family, focus on my mental health. And if I have to, I'll extend it. Right. Well, what do you know? I felt like, and my therapist felt like I had to extend it. And now they're denying my extension. I just appealed it. And now they're reviewing that. So they're, they're going to deny it because they want to deny it. And if anybody in my company seeing me on these shows, oh, they're definitely going to want to deny it now. But, you know, I am, I'm in the same position that I was in and the only thing that has given me any kind of progress in that area has been um jesus christ and has been god so uh, i'm thankful that i found that you know and and i don't want to drag this on I'll, i will tell you my story of getting saved and the, the, feeling the holy spirit and all that shit because i never thought that i would tell a story like that in my life but that would be like another 30 minutes and i know I know you just work like three twelves in a row. So nine, nine, um, nine, nine twelve. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah, nine, nine twelve. Sorry, I've been work. I've been at work every single day since last. Was it last Monday? Something like that. Holy shit, man! God bless you. Yeah. Oh uh, no, it was uh, the Holy it was, Spirit. It was last. <laughs> let's see. I worked. I worked uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So it was last Wednesday to to Thursday. Or whatever. So I work. I, I worked yeah. nine nine twelve hour shifts in a row, dude, from five thirty a.m. to five thirty a.m. to five thirty p.m. Nine days straight. So yeah, it's been brutal, yeah, dude. But, yeah, yeah, that's that sucks, dude. Overtime. And good, you know though. what? Yeah, the overtime's good. Yeah. The money's good. You need the money. Oh. So it is what it is. I wish I was in a position where I, that would be my future. Sure. Um, come after April, but like now, I don't even know what's going to happen because if they deny this extension, um. You know, we're gonna get you a bunch of video work man I'm pretty gonna much go. gonna get fired earlier than i think i was expecting to get fired so that that really sucks and, man. and can, really, I, really can i make a suggestion yeah go you're, ahead. you're really good on video and, and audio dude you should be doing a show man 
You know what? It's been a long time since I did a podcast. I used to do one with my boy Moses Flows. Again, we used to do like a, a crypto one, which really just turned into a conspiracy sure. podcast. And I always wanted to get back into it. It's been like five years since I'd done one. And maybe it is. Maybe it's, it is. It's time. all about consistency. Let me tell you, my my show yeah. uh, a few months ago when I was being consistent and doing five nights a week, it was it was on track to become a revenue stream that was going to let me do this full time. Of course, I had to slow down. And, and everybody knows that I haven't been putting out the shows that I was before. Uh, I will get back to that eventually. But I'm telling you, there was it was starting to look like I may eventually be able to uh, just do this full time. So it's it's possible, dude. You know what I mean? I'm telling yeah. you, you really, you really can do it. It's a good it's a good way to do it. And you're a video audio guy, man. You know what I mean? You can. Do yeah. This. And yeah. I mean, the quality's good, man. The mic's yeah. good. Everything's good. You know, I got uh, you know, I'm I'm. I could talk, man. That's the other thing. I got the gift of gab. Yeah. I used to be really shy and scared to talk in front of people. I used to rap. So actually, when I met Moses in high school, started rapping and doing shit like that. And it was through all of that where I got like a stage presence and confidence to talk to people and talk on the camera and all of that. So um, I feel like it's kind of in me. But I just I don't know. Maybe until the point where you just said it, I didn't really think it was a viable option. It's a viable option. Dude. But if people want if people want to hype me up out there. You yeah. know, drop some comments, man. Hype me gas, up and gas uh, up the homies, folks. Yeah, gas, gas up the me homies, up, baby. Dude. Let's yeah. go. Well, bro, I gotta I, get top lobster on the freaking uh, on the cartoons. Hell though, yeah, man. dude. He'll help you <laughs> out, man. Top tops the to shit, dude. Hey, uh, I love you to death, man. I think you're great. I, I'm sorry you're going through this. Uh, thank you on behalf of all of us that are are not playing the game. Thank you for standing on principle and telling them to get fucked, dude. Like seriously, I I, I appreciate it, man. It's a big deal uh, to put yourself out there like that. Uh, you got a fan in me, brother. I'm gonna see what I can do about getting you on some some bigger shows than my my, my own. And uh, hopefully, all you guys will go and hit them up for for video work and start a podcast, man. Start a show. Do it. Fuck it. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Thank you, man. I yeah. appreciate it. I love you. I love all you guys out there who are helping us out and getting this story out. Um, it's been amazing, man. It really has. So. Yeah, thank you again, man. I appreciate yeah, you. Of course, Mike. Thank you so much, man. We'll talk soon. All right, see you later. Take it easy. All right, guys. Hey, go check him out. Check out his video uh, support service or his video services. Go follow him on on Twitter at Seymour Mac. Uh, dude's cool, and he's and he's you know he's really putting he's putting his his money where the mouth is. Right? Is that is that how they say it? Uh, he's actually doing the thing that we said we would do. Um, and so uh, go support him where you can. Quest, what's up, man? Thanks for the $2 super chat. Uh, for your for your information, he's sharing on Twitter now. Thanks, folks. So Quest, Quest got a big following, like, like 11,000 people or something like that. So thanks for sharing that. I appreciate you guys. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys hanging around. Uh, like I said on my last couple shows, I know I've been a little inconsistent doing the shows recently uh, with the campaign, which will be over in two months, by the way. The National Convention is quickly coming up. It's exactly two months from this weekend. Um, uh, what is that? Memorial Day weekend. Uh, the last, I think it's the last weekend of May in Reno, uh, Nevada. I will be driving my five of my children, including our, our one-year-old and my very pregnant fiance, uh, about 23 hours uh, west to, to Reno Sparks, Nevada. Um, and then we'll be driving home after that as well. I think we're going to stop, stop in Wyoming on the way there and spend a night in Wyoming and then wake up and drive through Wyoming during the day. Um, cause it's really pretty and Utah is really pretty as well. Uh, so you guys know I was raising money and that's, that's what the money's going for is that and trying to get to some of these other conventions before, uh, before the national convention. Um, uh, I can't make it to all of them in my first campaign. We raised, uh, I think it was about $11,000 this campaign. I've raised about four. So, um, I can't, I can't make it to as many as 
I used to be able to, and I do still have a family and stuff, but I still, I've been putting in a lot of time for that. Um, and my job and the family and stuff. So that's why I've, that's why I've uh, kind of taken a little step back from the show, but we will get back into the show, especially after convention in, in May. Um, and I will be having shows at least two, three, four times a week again. And, and I hope you guys will stick around and stick with me through all the, the, the hard times. Um, but I do love you guys to death and thank you so much. Please go follow my guest tonight. He's awesome. I, I, I promise you, uh, you won't be disappointed in, in following them at least. Um, go check out my sponsors. Of course, we have toplofsa.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break the Cycle. We're going to get this great. Joe Biden, wear the mask shirt that you see me wearing tonight by using BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. Or you guys, join my Patreon, join my subscribe star, uh, join my YouTube channel. I think the YouTube channel is like four ninety nine a month or five ninety nine a month. Uh, there is a lot of extra content on this channel. If you guys aren't aware, um, I do an after hour show most of the time. I think there's about 130 after hours uh, couch streams there. They go anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes, sometimes longer. Uh, there's one with Tom Woods on there where I actually got him to say the F word. Uh, while we were debating on whether or not a sandwich was a, a hot dog was a sandwich or not. Um, so that's pretty cool. So if you guys can support the channel, I'd really appreciate it. Like I said, I know it's been spotty. Uh, if you become an executive producer of the show th- for a hundred bucks a month, uh, you will actually get your name in the credits and, and some other cool perks and all that stuff too. I know it's a lot. It's asking a lot, but uh, if you guys can help us out, I'd really appreciate it. And of course, check out executive producers of the show, anthemplanning.com for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home, or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently. Um, and that's the other thing as well, guys, I'm looking for another sponsor soon. Uh, so if you guys want to sponsor the show and get your business name on the show, please, uh, hit me up and, and let's talk. Um, there's some good opportunity there. I, uh, I do have two, two sponsors that aren't going anywhere for a while cause I love them both, but there is space for a third. So let me know if you guys are interested in that. Uh, I'm not going to have any more shows this week. I'll be in, t- in, uh, uh, Minnesota this weekend in Minneapolis or Bloomington. I think it's Bloomington, which is right outside of Minneapolis or part of Minneapolis. Um, so if you're around, come say hi to myself, Dave Smith, um, James Gentleman, Dave Brady, lots of cool people are going to be there this weekend. Uh, I'll see you bright and early on Monday next week for a new show of Break the Cycle. But until then, don't forget to Break the Cycle. Due to legal reasons, I just have to explain. The lyrics of my last song may seem to contain a violent call to action in the verse and refrain. But I just spent it in Minecraft. The helicopter part was in reference to GTA 5 and the things you do So any violence you commit, I am not an excuse Because I just meant it in Minecraft What Chipper is my friend and he's constantly cold Accusations of incitement getting totally old Make your own choices, yeah